Welcome back to Hear Our Voices. So last week you heard part one of the story and this week you will hear part two. Sit back, relax, get some popcorn, get a little soda or pop depending where you live in America, right? Or in the world and enjoy yourself. See you in the following clip. Thanks for watching. That's definitely well, true. That That's definitely true. It <laughs> doesn't so, make um, any sense. I think what it is, they need to put up the, I guess you could say poverty level. But they do it. The thing right. about it, this, this is the problem. They do the poverty level based on all of America. That's not really right. helping us if New York City is one of the states will have the highest income. Um, I mean, not right. income, but like living level in the country. Right. You can't compare us to Florida because I, I can take what I make now and live like larger Florida. Right. So Yeah, so our cost of living is definitely um and see that's a thing because I think that's a whole nother podcast in itself because these vouchers are ridiculous. For two people, you're telling me a mother and a child, you're giving them a 1323, right? Um, ma'am, sir, can you get a studio for 1323? Some rooms they're renting it for a thousand dollars a month. Right. So where is this? Where it's not making sense for me. You know what I'm saying? So well, I think a lot of things now. are ridiculous. They are going up, but yeah. I mean, a couple hundred dollars. <laughs> Here's the thing. Let me give you guys a little insight, right? When you go to shelter, you have to open a PA case, right? And you sign what they call a VDP. The VDP is voluntary direct payment. You find you sign that before you probably even even sign that you got to the facility. You know why? Because they're not getting paid for your night, for your bed, unless you sign a VDP. Now, when you have a PA case and it's open, and even for a family of two, they pay about $3,000 a month for you to stay in that shelter unit. And your right. unit could be a, the size right. of a closet. Right. It could be a studio size, depending on your family size. So you're telling me, right, that the same system I'm asking for help is exactly. paying the same system I'm in $3,000 a month to keep me in there, right? And then when I'm leaving, you're giving me a voucher for less than half. Exactly. To find an apartment that's probably the same amount that you're charging a month that you want me, you know what I'm saying? So how am I supposed to find an apartment with a 1580 when it's four people in the family, I have boys and girls, so I have to have two separate bedrooms and I can't get a three bedroom for 1580. And that can't even happen in Jersey, but guess what? You can't even take the city fest to Jersey because that's out of state. Exactly. You gotta do soda now. And now you stuck if the rent go up next year and you're not making enough to pay it. So now we back in the shelter in New York. And then if you and make too much, they kick you out of FEPS. I mean, yeah. Right. So, and, and that's the thing. And the, what they don't explain to people is that FEPS one is a is a pro is a is a grant program. So when the funding goes down, so does you know what I'm saying? Your your vouchers. That's one. Number two, um, when you go when you exit shelter and you enter community, your budget is totally different, right? right. So when they rebudget your case now. When you were in shelter, yeah, you're gonna pay your portion is what two two seventeen a month. You like I'm paying two seventeen a month for rent, thinking you got over. You eat all the crab legs in the world, no sis. No, sir. <laughs> okay, when you enter when you enter that community, you are no longer in shelter, and so now your budget is totally different. 
Mm-hmm. So you went from paying two seventeen a month to now paying six eighty seven. You like, whoa, 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 what happened? Exactly. My voucher. No, you still got the voucher. It's just that now you're on your own, and they're not accounting for everything else. Because my thing is this: if the government is going to pay three thousand plus for me to stay in there, and I'm not working, I'm not working. I'm getting PA cash and food stamps, right? I don't have to pay light. I don't have to pay gas. Then I should be saving my money. And I should have money, right? But now that I'm out of, of the shelter, you expect me to be paying my rent, gas, like not giving me food stamps now. You took the food stamps away, so now I got to pay for food. Exactly. That's why people end up right back where they are because a lot of things that they need, money management is a big thing. Finances, especially in African-American community, is a really big thing. A really a real reason why some people aren't getting apartments is because of their credit, even with the voucher. The yeah. voucher could be... Uh, a city uh, affects A or B, which is eviction and DV, they pay your full rent maybe. You don't have no portion, but guess what? You're not going to get the apartment because your credit is what? Four something, five something. These are the things that we need to be working on. Yes. How much do? How much does the shelter really push credit services or financial services, you know, financial literacy when you come into shelter? I know places I've worked and currently do work, we do have those type of services, but those, you know, not everywhere does that. Some of the smaller shelters don't have it because they don't have, you know, maybe like great connections in the community um, or with the city or whatever that they would come, you know, and, and, and do a workshop or provide material to the, to the clients. That's so true. Like I was, I always say that, like when I was in the shelter, the, um, I went to HRA, they said, oh, they pay $4,000 a month for rent. I'm like, I'm confused. How you pay $4,000 Mind you, one of the shelters I wanted, I went in was tiny. To move around, they kind of got I moved from there. To move around, I had to. I had my, at the time, my, my daughter had a jogger because she was about two years old, maybe one and a half. So I still had her in a stroller, you know, as I should. And right. The and they give you a crib. I have a twin size bed. I have a dresser, and to just to get to the bathroom. I have to be pushing furniture around because the jogger is already big. If you don't like, if y'all don't right. know, the jogger is a big stroller. I didn't get the tiny right. one like they have now. It's a big stroller. Like I got to be moving away from furniture <laughs> in there just to get to the bathroom. To close the door, I have to do like maneuvers just to close right. the door to that shelter thing. So I'm like, I'm confused. Y'all right. pay all this money for a shoebox, but my voucher is two dollars to pay for an apartment that I need for my, like, me and my daughter's life better. Right. It doesn't and make any sense. you're not even paying for the whole thing. You're just going to give, pay. I'm paying a portion, you're paying the rest. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't make, it doesn't add up. Something is wrong. The math, yeah, the math is not mathing. It's just it's not. not. Last year, before last year, we don't have money for these things. Kids can't get laptops. This and that. A pandemic hit. Every, almost every child got a, a laptop. Damn. A, a pandemic hit and now the shelters got free internet. We got exactly. Wi-Fi in the shelter now. Before all of a sudden now people outside. could get cable and all of this. Why? Exactly. Because of the pandemic? Y'all fooling up. Right. Y'all try to cut, put the wool over our eyes, but something has to give and show, show us that y'all really have the money to resource these mm-hmm. things. Y'all have money to do every single thing what is not helping nobody, but things to get people's right. lives better because these kids are our future to help them in school. Y'all drag your foot to put internet. That internet should have been in there. If you want people to look for jobs, pe- a lot of people have phones, but they don't have like a lot of data sometimes, or they have laptops, right. but they don't have the, the, um, the, the internet co- right. you know, connection. If you want them to get out of shelter to find jobs, the best way to do that is to, to 20 years ago at this point, to put internet connections in the shelters so they can look right. for better jobs so they can get 
out of the shelter. Like I'm, I don't right. understand how one plus one equals two, but you doing one plus one equals five. Like it doesn't make any sense to me. You know, yeah, the math is just the math and not math, and that's what that is. Oh my um, gosh. It's crazy. It's, I don't know. It's a systemic the systemic thing. I forgot the guy's name, but I know he's very popular. He's been on um pow, on um the Breakfast Club. Um mm-hmm. I saw an interview with him and Charlemagne and he said he mentioned something. I, I don't know if his name will come to me, but he mentioned in his in his um when he was speaking and he was saying that why would they do different? They need us to be in this position. You understand what I'm saying? If they provided us with financial literacy, if they really provided us with the help and the tools for us to do better, like where would they make their money? But we could you find some other way for them to make money though. No, no, no. People I understand, understand what you're saying. And I, I agree with you. They do need to find another way. But on that's the thing. They're, 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 the profit is on our backs. And that's I say true. R as in the homeless population. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be on their backs. You understand what I'm saying? So yeah. if they do, if they get these people help and everybody's thriving, they, their pockets won't thrive. So in order for their pockets to thrive, they only going to give you a little bit, you know, and then pull something back and then give you a little bit more and then pull it back. It's rather narcissistic if you really think about it. It is. But, but um, and yeah. These things that also help with the cycle of depression because you feel like you're doing yeah. like, example, some jobs before I didn't take because when I added it out, how much I would get less from um, HRA. Let's help. I right. paid for child care. It didn't make any sense to come home with $20. What is $20? So it made sense to just stay right. on HRA. They help pay my rent. They pay fully for my daughter's child care and I don't work or I work something probably five hours a week and they say, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. that's what you need to be in. I'm like, no. I That's why the job I have now, I made sure it made sense to take this job because I'm like, if I'm they don't stop paying rent as much because after a while they take off cash, and they usually take off mm-hmm. rent and food stamps. It's like when you add those things together, am I making more at my job? I'm like, okay, now I'm making more. So I can afford to say, oh, I don't need you anymore. But right. once you make a penny over, they like, Mm-mm, oh I yeah, give me this no more. Snatch this, snatch that, snatch I'm health insurance. I'm like, I'm confused. <laughs> I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not Bill Gates. Why do you think that I can survive without your help still? It doesn't make any sense. Right. And that's what that's what I don't understand because um to okay, so I had the same problem. I mean, I'm fighting now to get my son's daycare voucher back that I haven't got they cut off since corona. Even though of I went course. back to work, they cut off the voucher since corona. And I still haven't had my fair hearing since September of 2020, but we ain't gonna talk about that. Wow. Right. right. So it is frustrating because when I think about it. Now, let's just say on average, right, you're getting paid bi-weekly. You're bringing home about, let's say, $1,300 every two weeks, right? That mm-hmm. sounds good, doesn't it? Sounds like a decent check. It does sound like that. Right. But when daycare is $375 per week. Right. Or even $275 per week. For the two weeks, that's $525. You know? So now you're looking at $800 over two weeks. Right, seven seven seventy five to be exact, over two weeks. So you're telling me, what's that? Let's say three fifty twenty five. So three seventy five now, roughly three ninety maybe. Um, a week that I have to survive on. Exactly. You haven't even factored in food. 
we haven't factored in transportation bills transportation because <laughs> if you're driving you need gas money which may be fifty dollars in the least to fill up a tank every week so that's a hundred dollars going you know what I'm saying? Exactly. And then these kids' food, the, the the milk that they still drink. If you and if you start working and they cut off your food stand, they done cut off your wick already too. Exactly. So you're not getting any type of milk in this. Your child is one that drinks lactate. Oh, your pockets, oh, your pockets have multiple holes. <laughs> okay. So this is the reality of it, and it seems like it's overlooked. And to me, it seems like it's just a basic understanding, like. Who can look at it and see the black and white? But like I said, it's a systemic thing because it works. It, that's how it works for them. They they want me to keep fighting with them back and forth, begging for a childcare voucher. Right. Or begging them and telling them I need more than $19 a month in food stamps. Because like, the $19, $19 are only going to buy two boxes, two half gallon boxes of milk. And that's it. It just, to me, I feel like we have so much other things we could work on. And I feel like the homeless system can get so much better if we just pull it together. And the thing why we have, if people don't know, they have so much resources out there, people don't even know about. That's why we're doing this podcast, do. getting things out there for people. We talk about Canva, things like that. But it also is like all these things, and it's like, to qualify for certain thing. things, it's a lot. To Let me put this out there. Yeah. Um, and this is something that people don't know. Um, all right, so people do know about home base, and before yeah. you go to shelter, home base is a great, like you said, through Canva, it's a great program because they can help you stay in your home, so you will not have to go into shelter. Um, so home base is, is a good program. However, what I did want to mention that a lot of people do not know um, is that you can go to HRA and apply for your own city FEBS voucher. You don't have to have a case manager do it, you don't have to necessarily be in shelter you need housing the same way you apply for them to pay for storage when your bill is late or pay for your light bill because they're about to get shut off or whatever you can go and apply for a voucher right at hra and a lot of people don't know that so you know that's one gem like you really can and let the let hra you know they already have your budget once they have all your income and all that information you know, you provide it to them and tell them you're requesting a voucher and they'll budget you right then and there. Well, not then and there. Of course, it'll take, you know, the same amount of time, like two two to four weeks. But, you know, the hassle at least is a little bit less. That's if you're lucky two to four weeks. <laughs> well, yeah, that's if you're lucky two to four. You're absolutely right, especially with the pandemic. Um, but, <laughs> but, but, um, because it, it seems like those people working from home aren't really working. And not that they were working in the offices anyway. Thank you. <laughs> you used to have to stay there from six in the morning to when they the doors was already closed and you still in HRA office and then you gotta wait for your metro card. Like it's ridiculous. But anyway, right. Um, yeah. And they take a five hour lunch period, it seems like they always on lunch. Right. Somebody's always on lunch. lunch. My case is never worked on. I'm, uh, what are you doing? Taking ta- taxpayers' money. And you know, yeah, it's true. It really is true. And it used to be so frustrating because at one point, really like a long time ago, the people, especially the Jewish people, used to be able to go in and go right back out. That's because they had a rep. We're the ones that populate the office most most of the time. And I mean the African-American community, at least in this area. Because I've honestly, seen it in multiple areas, York, though. I've seen that in no, Queens. No, no, outside of New York. That happen. No, outside of New York. In other states? Caucasians actually do make up most of the um 
the people that have oh um, you mean the welfare for um, hra yeah yeah, yeah. Right, in welfare, i mean right. the, the the jewish like the jewish family coming in and out i've seen that done also in queens so you're it's done everywhere right it was done in the system in general because they had reps they had people that used to advocate for them and their applications went through whether they had 10 children or five children even though they had homes in connecticut and pennsylvania and everywhere else because their their income and what they said they had was never questioned you understand? But they stopped that. That's why 500 decal, 30 thought in a lot of those buildings that are owned by the Jews, HRA got kicked out because they said, if you're not going to wash my hand, I'm not washing yours. Hello? Oh, yes, it's on now. Sorry. I had it on mute. <laughs> so yeah, I don't hear my background and it's just it's like what what happened but that's crazy i did not know that but i definitely knew what you're talking about before like that's that's really it's unfair because being there alone is when i first went to hra when i was younger i went when i was 18 oh my god couldn't first of all i'm jamaican so my mm -hmm. mother was like never i had to sneak and kind of did it and i was in my mother's like living with my mom still and i was like i felt a way like oh my god i'm never going wealthy and I'm 18 i'm like damn i need the money i need the money so right. I was in school and I was doing this and I was like, I need extra money. And my and funny thing is people don't know. Some I don't know if they have it, a lot of them now, but before I used to Queensboro and they used to have a program basically give you money for they have a key food nearby and they give you money for the key food and they give you money for their cafeteria. So you make sure you're never hungry. And you have right. to like do stuff to qualify for, like give food stamp cards or whatever. And then you go every week for your little your little stipend or whatever you want to call it. And they'll give right. you extra stuff like that, which is really I think every school. We didn't run out of funding after a while, but I'm like, to me, people paying their tuition, I feel like that shouldn't have been ran out in the first place. I'm, I'm confused. But right. I think every school should have something like that to help out the student. Because you'd be surprised how much college and high school and people in general are hungry. And they, yeah. they, 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 they in school, as much you as can't they concentrate. Like, yeah, as much as they say there's a lot of food in this world or in New York, it's like a lot of food. Um, A lot of people don't have any. And um. One of the good things they did actually when that they started doing when the kids were home was giving extra food stamps to a lot of the parents who had the kids home doing remote learning because, you know, the kids are home. They're not going to school to, for the free free. So, you know, we need help with this because that's an extra bill to have them home and have to feed them all day. You know, so you know these good. kids. I mean, HRA kind of did good with that, giving an extra couple yeah. hundred dollars on the uh, PEBT. Right. You know what's crazy to me, though? When these kids in school, they're not eating. They're even eating once a day. And if you are, you have a little kid like mine, they might get a snack time. But when they living yeah. with you, they chomping down every, every second. Minutes. Mm hmm It's like the fridge stay open. Exactly. I'm like, but you hungry again? You just ate 20 minutes ago. And they get to buy mm -hmm. all these snacks. You only know, it's only food. And then you try to get snacks to make them feel good about themselves or whatever. When I was a kid, I didn't have all these options. With my daughter, have a whole table of snacks and chips and cookies right? to eat. But and it's just like, you don't want your child to, you know, mm -hmm. and every minute they're eating. They're just eating. Ain't, right. I, was, I told her I'm not buying no more chips. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It can't yeah. happen no more, baby. Yeah. It's getting out of hand. Mm -hmm. I had to do that too. I had to switch around the snacks because I'm like, no, you were getting these snacks only once a week, like once a day every you know every day you got it once a day took it to school for after school snack because i work late and then when we're home during the day you wanted to have one before lunch and then before dinner and then before bed just no it's not vitamins honey it's snack and you're not doing that 
They playing yeah. us. <laughs> they all playing right? us. Right? Crazy. But let's get back to your shelter story, right? So how was it now being there? Like you said, they kind of, they, they treat you differently, not differently, but a little bit better than the other people. Do you see something happen for you to come out anytime soon? Do you have any, you know, prospects and apartments? What kind of vouchers are they giving you? Granted, you fill out everything yourself, so you should be going correctly, you know? But what do you think is happening? And do you think that Corona is also affecting the shelter stay of people? Okay, so I'm gonna address the Corona situation first. Um, Corona is definitely affecting the shelter stay for people. And I feel that it's both positive and negative. Um, the negative part is the fact that it takes longer for people to get vouchers um, for their paperwork to be processed as far as not in the shelter, but going to HRA, going to the DHS, going to, you know, those different departments within to have packets approved, to have vouchers approved and things of that nature. The positive thing is that your shelter stay isn't split up. So you know that when you go in, you have a conditional period of 10 to 14 days until they make a decision as to whether they'll help you or not. Now, before Corona, you would have had to go back to PATH, pack up all your things, go back to PATH, and take that whole process all over again from start to finish, the application process. Um, now, with Corona, you don't have to do that. You can stay in the unit at the place that they've given you on your first application, and you just call. Now, the calling may take a, a day or two or three, but at least you don't have to go and sit in PATH all day. You can stay where you are, you call them, and um, they do your reapplication over the phone and they extend your stay where you are. Um, so that I think Corona is helped out with that because that was a, a definitely a frustrating thing that people had to go through, um, packing up everything and going back to PATH and then coming back sometimes to the same facility just left seven hours ago um, to do it all over again and in another 10 to 14 days. Um, so regarding now my exit from shelter, um, don't qualify for a voucher because I made too much. Um, I made too much money. So for me, I would have to use Soda, which is a single one-time assistant, and they pay the broker's fee as well as um, my security deposit and the first year's rent. After the first year, the rent is on me. So that's all I qualify for. So I am definitely looking, searching, um, and deciding whether I want to stay in, Bro in, in Brooklyn or even in New York for that matter, because I can take that to any of the 50 states that I want to go to if I wanted to. Um, so I'm looking. Um, and like I said, you know, the only good thing about this experience now is that I've asserted myself a little bit more. I'm more confident in who I am and what I know. Um, and I'm not taking anybody's, you know, crap, um, for lack of better words, and letting them tell me what's going to happen. I'm letting them know what I need and what I want. Um, and I'm being adamant about it and not and not wavering at all um, this time around. Um, and I think, it, you know, it's working out better in the sense that I feel like I'll get out faster than most have. It's only been a couple of months. So... Um, now that I've settled that I won't get a voucher, I can definitely just start looking. The only process is problem with the process is that because a lot of people have used soda before and landlords don't really like it, it's hard to find somebody who would take it. 
Um, so that's the biggest issue that I'm facing right now. I understand, I understand. Um, can you, do you know a lot about SODA, the SODA program? Uh, what do you need to know? Like, can a person who doesn't have paperwork, like immigrants, mm -hmm. would they be able to qualify for this program? And I guess they don't base it on how much you make, I would assume, because they said you make too much for the other ones, but you qualify for this one. Okay, so, so the thing with um, SODA is that, okay, so in general, immigrants, although they can get some assistance, when it comes to that, it would have to be, they won't qualify in the sense that um, their HRA cases are usually open under the children anyway. Yeah. So unless there's a child who's working, let's say either summer youth that leads into a job or who's over 18, although they're a child, they're the other adult on the case because they're over 18 and they're working, then the income, that income could be used for the family to okay. move. Most of the time when you're undocumented, it's harder, much harder because um, you would really have to go into independent living. You would have, because you wouldn't qualify for any vouchers um, through HRA, you would really have to work and save money. And the most they would help you is with the um, enhanced one shot where they pay, um, first of all, they'll pay for your travel wherever you're going to move to, right? right? And then for, um, They'll pay only, I think it's the, it's, it's the emergency, it's the enhanced one shot deal, so E-O-S-D. They'll pay four months rent, broker's fee, yeah. security. So that's the, the most help they'll give when it comes to that. Um, but a lot of the time, the suggestions for those who are um, undocumented, who have children that are our citizens, their children can um, fill out NICA applications because they're citizen. Um, and they can open up uh, HRA accounts under their children's names and the public assistance on the HRA application under the child's name is the income they would use on the NYCHA application. Right. It makes sense, makes sense. So when do you think, um, do you have like an estimate date you think you will be able to come out of shelter or? You're just looking um, around to see what you because you said you're just looking around to see if you're in state, state, state. I didn't know the other states had that program. I just know a lot of it's not that they have it, it's that um, you can move to another state, okay, from New York with that, um, with that assistance. Because the thing with this is that when you don't qualify for any of the vouchers, is because you make over the amount to that family size, they'll tell you that the income that you do have, you take that monthly amount and then you cut it in half and that's before taxes. So let's say, I wish I did, but let's say I made $5,000 a month before taxes. My, <laughs> right? Who wouldn't want to make that? But my rent, the max on my rent that they would pay for that first year is 2,500. Okay. So whatever your income is for the month gross, you cut it in half and that's the max that you'll be able to find an apartment rent amount for using soda okay that sounds like a good program i know i heard about it before but i didn't know really that much about that particular um, it, i mean it is decent but it's decent for people like i said who would have who have who are financially literate and are 
are disciplined to that level who can say, all right, I may not have to pay $1,500 a month in rent this entire year, but I'm going to put aside $1,000 every month. Like if I was paying rent, I'm going to pay myself that rent into an account that I'm not going to touch. Because at the end of that year, one, you will have a $12,000 cushion that can either do one of two things. You can either use that to pay the next year's rent, right? Or you can take that and apply for a loan and get your house. You understand what I'm saying? So That's so true. That's so true. And I always bring that up because a lot of landlords, like I said, are not taking soda because people have done, you know, stupidness with it. They took advantage of the fact that, oh, my rent's not being paid for a year when the next year comes. They still aren't working. They haven't saved any money. And then the landlord is like, well, what's going on? You came in here working. They said you could afford it. What happened? And, you know, then that's why the landlords get, you know, a bad relationship with people from shelter because they're like, no, I had a bad experience. And you may tell me, I may see that you look decent, you know, it sounds good, but I'm not really trying to do that math right now. It may not add up for me. So if you have any last words to tell people who are in the shelter or who are going to shelter or, you know, things like that. Um, I mean, it sounds cliche, but listen, I, especially the women, you know, we, you know, we have our catty ways and stuff, but as another female, I'm telling you, queen, just fix that crown and do what you got to do. You know, we don't have anybody but us. And at the end of the day, these are decisions that you have to make for you and whatever you feel is best for you. Let nobody judge you. Not one. Um, Because at the end of the day, when your child is hungry or your child needs something, there's nobody to go to. You have to look at yourself like, what am I going to do? So, you know, stay focused and, you know, take the lesson out of your situation, learn from it and do your best to move on. That's the, that's the, that, that would be my, my advice. And to advocate for yourself. Um, don't back down for nothing. They telling you no, find another way around it. Everybody got a boss, you know, so somebody's going to have your yes. Right. Like I always tell you guys, advocate for yourself. Nobody could speak on your situation or, you know, act the best in your interest, but you. So advocate, talk up, learn. Google is your friend. Like 311 is your friend. <laughs> if you live in New York City. Yes. <laughs> yes. Anything is even wrong with your shelter. Um, They're doing wrong. Speak up. If we don't speak up, Things continue to happen and things never is going to change. And you might not help yourself sometimes in that right now, but you can help somebody in the future. So guys, thank you for listening to hear our voices and I hope to see you next time. Bye. Bye.